Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, nonstop Leafs talk starts now. Well, uh, not to pump my own tires, but Alex Kerfoot was my OT pick. And uh, boy, oh boy, did he ever deliver on Monday night. Unbelievable. The Leafs have the lightning on the brink of elimination. Game 5. Thursday night in Toronto, presented by Botano and Skip. It's a Tuesday edition of Leafs Morning Take, and I don't believe my eyes. For the first time since Thursday, the one and only Jay Rosehill is with me. What's up, buddy? How are you? I think I'm still in shock, man. Jeez, we were going <laughs> through that game, and I was thinking about the show today and how we were going to talk about that, and it was just a, a negative place to go down mentally. But, uh, hey, there's 10 minutes left in the third, plenty enough to get it done, apparently. I know. And all I could think about after the game, Rosie, was Matthew Nyes and what a story this has become. And him saving the puck off the line that we sort of forgot about when it was 4-1 Tampa. And then you think back, number one, I think about the Brandon Hagel penalty shot save in the first period. But number two, Nyes taking the puck off the line was just massive for this victory, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a goal saver. I didn't know it was that it was that close until you saw the replay. And I mean, he's right there to scoop that out. I'm sorry, you see Nyes out there all the time, like doing lots of things. It's it's mostly working his bag off, getting into the dirty corners, getting in there hard, and just you know chomping at the bit to be effective every shift. And man, I can't say the same for the rest of the team. It was uh, you know he's in the right places. He's being desperate, and I, that's what you need. And maybe it's his youth or exuberance or coming out of college. I don't know, but I, you need to see that out of the rest of the team. And like, to be honest with you, there's tons of jubilation and everything right now with uh, how everything has turned out in this series so far. And the trip to Tampa just couldn't have gone better. But to be honest with you, they have to play better than that. That was just the first two and a half periods were terrible. Like, we're completely on the perimeter. Everyone's doing everything by themselves. It's just not good enough. And I mean, hence the Twitter storm of, uh, you know, Leafs talk on Twitter, just bad, like, it was going down a dark road quick about, you know, this is the same <laughs> old stuff and the same team as the past. And oh my goodness, I was like, wow. 
if they just if this is all they have like how do you even spin this and it's been that way for ever so it was so nice for them to turn it around and whether that means this team's different or or whatever it is I don't know but they have to play better going down the stretch if they want to make a run than they did that game but the fact that they can pull it out and, and pull a rabbit out of their hat is just incredible all I could say is welcome to the roller coaster that is Stanley Cup playoff hockey for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And unbelievably, I say this team is up 3-1 in this series and have the Tampa Bay Lightning again on the brink of elimination. Remember to subscribe, tap that like button, leave us a review wherever you're checking us out at the Leafs Nation 401 on YouTube. I see in the chat right now, a lot of you subscribed and watching, but a lot of you not subscribed. So what are you doing? If you're watching the show, just subscribe at the Leafs Nation 401. Additionally, we're available wherever you can find your podcast as well. Just search Leafs Morning Take. We're on fire right now. So you better follow along. And don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest in all things Toronto Maple Leafs. Thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns, drop us a line in the chat down below here on YouTube. And we'll get to it a bit later on in the show. Paul Bissonnette, by the way, I don't know if you caught any of the TNT broadcasts. The guy was on a different planet last night. Like that's that's pretty much Leafs Nation encaps encapsulated in one person who used to play in the NHL. He loves the Leafs so much. It's hilarious. Yeah, he's local and he's probably followed him his whole life and he wants it. And man, yeah. he's going ballistic on the panel there. And like Anson Fuck. Carter didn't even know what to do or say. They're just like, <laughs> they don't have any training for that kind of thing, man. But biz doing biz things. It's uh, that totally encapsulated Leafs Nation. I mean, the jubilation throughout, you know, the fandom and the people that are cheering for this team and always have was just incredible. The fact that you go down there, sweep them in Tampa, get a stranglehold on this series, especially especially when it looked like it was just dead and gone. We would have gone back to Toronto, pretty discouraged, grasping yeah. at straws, trying to find positives, dicking around with the lines, pointing blame. Oh, it was ugly, man. It would have been ugly. And a complete 180 from that feeling after they storm back and steal that game. And now we're in the absolute driver's seat. But you got to keep things in perspective. That fourth win is the hardest one to get. Ask anyone in that room that's done it before and have, has gone deep in the playoffs. They are probably preaching that. At least I hope they are. Because this is not over. As crazy as that game would be and was, this series can get crazy too. And I mean... You can lose two games to Tampa pretty early, and all of a sudden we find ourselves in Game 7 again. So I hope they're preaching that in that locker room, and they need to get things done and get this win done. And if you want to talk about Killer Instinct, it's finishing off a series. That's the big one. With that in mind, let's get over the boards. I don't know if any of you out there watching right now or listening saw this trending on Twitter, Elon Musk's Twitter yesterday. It was 4-1. And for all you Leafs fans, we have dark, dark memories to that slogan. And for the Leafs to be on the other side of this thing, Rosie, was like the biggest story for me. The fact that you're down 4-1 in game four, uh, you know, historically in the last decade, we'll say they've stunk up the joint in game four. So that's what the Leafs do. They lose in game four and they find a way to rally. Uh, it was a terrible first 40 minutes with exception, maybe Matthew Nyes and Ryan O'Reilly. They dug deep. They found a way. And now suddenly they have Tampa on the ropes. And I love this time here for so many reasons. The unlikely heroes, Alex Kerfoot. Are you kidding me? They were talking about him not being in the lineup, him being completely irrelevant. And that's all it takes. You get your stick on one puck at the right time in the playoffs overtime, and you're a hero. And I mean... The way the game works, that's all it takes to spark a guy. Maybe he's absolutely buzzing out there next game. Maybe he gets another one and just starts to open the doors. Who knows? 
But the bottom line is it takes those guys. We've talked about it at nauseum about the depth and the and what it takes in the playoffs and you get those unlikely heroes. And yeah, Austin Matthews stepped up there in the third period big time, but um, you never know who it's going to be and you have to have guys that are able to do it. I mean, he's net front on the power play and he just gets a chance and makes the most of it. It's huge. It could be anybody on the on the uh, roster. And moving forward, I, I fully believe Matthew Nyes is going to have his turn being the hero too. He hasn't mm-hmm. scored yet. He could have, but he's right there. He's on the brink of it. And I think when he does it, it could be one of those big ones that, who knows, maybe clinches a series. I don't know. But those guys that uh, you know don't have the weight of the world on their shoulders, sometimes you need to call for them when the, when the time is right to, to get you that big goal. And Kerfoot did exactly that. So just a couple statistics. Uh, Matthew Nyes has been on the ice for both OT winners in this series, and he's 6-0 and in the NHL so far. He's 3-for-3, three three, obviously, in the regular season. Now 3-for-3 three three in the Stanley Cup playoffs. This guy just has big cojones. Like, I, I, I thought he was, he was awesome again last night. Like, he's getting better and better and better. And he's like the perfect example of a guy who can put you over the top the way he's been playing, at least. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not an I told you so guy, but I had a feeling about him after, you know, interviewing, hearing how he talked, watching some of his highlights and how he plays. And I'm just like, you put this guy on this roster and I know that his experience isn't as high as it could be. And that's the knock on him. But th- that only, that's only part of the equation. And the rest of his upside, I think, supersedes that. And you put him in the lineup and they did. They didn't first game. I didn't like it. They got smashed. Not saying it, he was the difference, but he he fills that he fills that lineup he makes it fuller he makes it whole he makes it deeper and i know he's young but look at what he accomplishes out there i don't give a shit how, what his age is i care about his ability and he has got an ability that is far beyond that of a 21 year old or a 20 year old man and uh it's fun to watch him out there and like you said he just keeps getting better and i think he's due for a big one here soon he's a huge addition to the roster i think we're going to be years and years and years with that guy in a maple leafs jersey which is very exciting is this Morgan Riley's finest hour as a Maple Leaf? He has six points in the series, 13 points in 11 games versus Tampa in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And again, I just love these stories that you look at two goats, I guess you want to call them, from the regular season, guys who didn't have great regular seasons, and Alex Kerfoot and Morgan Riley, and they're front and center when it matters most. Yeah, for sure. It's a nice trade-off from those guys that have those great regular seasons and uh, take a dump in the playoffs. Nobody likes that, man. <laughs> it's, it doesn't get you anywhere. No one remembers it. It's a huge knock, but I mean, I would way rather have a guy who's a little slow in the regular season on a good team that still puts themselves in position and then fires it up when it matters most. And Morgan Riley is doing exactly that. Um, he's producing. He's in the right spots. He's not struggling in any way and he's a big part of why they're in this position right now and it's it's great to see because it's exactly what the buds have needed in the playoffs you need your guys to step up and say i'm here i'm contributing i'm a huge piece of getting the wins that we so desperately need and the more guys you got doing that you know you can start to get on a roll and go on a deep run and you know they're far from that right now but they're in position they have got a stranglehold in this series and he's a big part of that for sure he looks the part too, right? He had the the you know the tissue in the nose, scoring the winner. He, he scores a tying goal in this game. He's got the black eye, like he's playing physical. I don't know where this was in the regular season, but Rosie, we talked about this going into the Stanley Cup playoffs. You can make everybody quickly forget about what transpired over 82 games, and he's done exactly that. Like I think you look from a consistent standpoint, that Shen and Riley pairing has probably been their best pairing so far. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, bringing Shenner in, I mean, 
I'm talking to him on the side and he's kind of talking about some of the things he's seen in the locker room and whatnot. And I'm just thinking in my, in the back of my head, you know, that's, that's that experience that you need the Ryan O'Reilly and the Shan, those guys that are the one cups. It's like, you gotta, you gotta say the right thing at the right time. Like when you're down or when you're up or before the game, you know, you got to keep those guys, you know, eye on the prize as far as what are we doing and how are we supposed to do it? What does it look like? Cause if you don't have that experience, you know, you're going to be, you know, in the dark as far as what this looks like. And you got those guys like him and he's playing solid with Morgan. He's moving the puck while he's in position. Um, you see his patience with the puck there late in the game in the corner. He's just like, keeps pulling it back. Like a guy with lesser talent and ability and experience would unload that thing over the, off the glass or airmail it or something. And he's, he's not panicking. His experience is shining through and that pairing has been fantastic. A lot of guys have been stepping up and, uh, Again, you don't want to get too horned up because they're starting games yeah. like garbage, man. I mean, game three, game four, those starts are just atrocious and you're hemmed in your zone. You can't get it in theirs. I just keep seeing one guy get the puck and it's kind of in a bad position. They close on him. He's got no support anywhere. They've been hemmed in their zone. So half the half the line's going off for a line change and one guy either you know, gives it away or just throws it to no man's land or gives it right back to their demon and they come right back into our zone. And it's just like, my God, we have nothing right now. You have to solve that problem and do whatever you did in game two and bring out some some better play in, you know, you can't just leave it to the last 10 minutes of every game to try to get back in or it's going to bite you in the ass. So I, I want them to address that and come out better and find their game earlier on and take control of a game instead of be fighting back. But uh, that's the one thing I could point out, obviously, that needs to change. But nonetheless, they have found a way to do it. And all those pieces we're talking about is are helping them get there. It really was interesting, too, when you look at last night's game specifically, that for the first time in four, the team that scored the first goal did not win the game, right? Tampa scores first. And on top of that, I, I just think it's so ironic for how shit that power play look in the first two opportunities, the first period, the zone entries. Like, maybe you can speak more to that being the former player in this league. They got to figure something else out. Having said that, they still find a way to go two for four. You know, the Matthews goal in, in the third period, then PP2 scores a big-time goal in OT. They yeah. still find a way to go two for four. But the, the power play in general was a big story for me last night. Yeah, they found a way, right? I, and, I mean, that's not the whole story. I mean, you get it done, and, and maybe you're – I mean, are they good enough to put themselves in that position and, and come back and get the job done? I mean, apparently it is possible. They've done it a few times now. But again, in the playoffs, you can't put yourself in that position too often. you got to fix that problem. And yeah, it's a funny team. Man. It's like Jekyll and Hyde. They come out and it's just mm -hmm. like, who are these people? Where is Tavares? Where is Matthews? Where is Marner? Are they even playing? And it's just this revolving door of the same garbage shift after the same garbage shift where you're getting dominated by Tampa, but you, you, you get a chance and you got the personnel to just, you know, Austin Matthews, boom, boom, scores two. And all of a sudden there's life. And once they get that, it seems like they run with it. So yeah, you got to fix the initial problem, but it's just nice to see on a positive note that when you do get your back against the wall, they have what it takes now to fix the problem and, and get it done when their back's against the wall because they have absolutely been lacking that in the past. And, you know, that's why they're in the position they're in right now is back in the day, they'd be they'd be toast. They wouldn't get those last two wins and they'd be in the complete opposite mm -hmm. position. But, you know, their personnel that they have can get it done. And, you know, I'm just I'm just waiting for this team to put it all together for 60 minutes. And I don't think that anyone can really beat them. And that's the best story about this series. They're up 3-1. They should probably be down 3-1. They haven't played great, which tells you, again, you look at the body of work through the regular season, they're going to find a way to play one of their better games coming up here 
in in one of the next three games. Hopefully it's in game five coming up on Thursday night. Note the extra day's rest between games here. Uh, and Ryan O'Reilly's been a huge story as well. And we'll talk about him as this series progresses. But legacy games. So when I think back at last year's Stanley Cup playoffs, Rosie, I think a lot about Connor McDavid and his contributions and just beating down the Calgary Flames. Austin Matthews, was that you know the first of hopefully many signature Austin Matthews playoff games? Uh, obviously, his DNA all over the effort last night, two goals and seven shots on goal. Yeah, I mean, last year they didn't have it. They didn't have that big goal. They did, They were just, they're spinning their wheels and time runs out and it's game over. You guys lost. You didn't give anything, you know, that was worthy of a win. And that's the end of the story. And that's always been their knock. They can't score that big goal when they need to, not get that big save when they need to. And I mean, Austin Matthews, he just looked poised and to, to bury those two back to back just to say, hey, this game's not over. Oh, the, the the feeling on the Tampa bench, it would just be looking at each other like, what the fuck's going on here? This thing was wrapped up. We put a bow on this and we're just waiting for the time to expire. And no, no, Boston comes in huge. And whether that's something, I mean, it's always fun to look back in five or 10 years and say, member in game four, when this happened, it's like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, you look back at the old teams and then there's lots of that going on and it's huge, but uh, you know, he's expected to do that. He's that good of a player. He's paid to do it. He has not done it in the past. So yeah, nice pat on the back, but this shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. This shouldn't be this marvelous, miraculous thing that happened because he is Austin Matthews and he, we know what he's capable of. And if you want to be considered a, a premier talent in the NHL, you need to get stuff like that done in the playoffs. And it's good to see that he did. And it's probably a weight off of his shoulders. And, you know, whatever the block was for this team over the past however many years, things like that are going to start to alleviate that pressure and that pain. And, you know, you move forward with, with performances like that when the going gets tough. Even though you didn't start your best, you, you finished it well. So that's just huge, yeah. And, I mean, we haven't even talked about Samsonov yet. It's how nice is it to get yeah. that huge save and that stop. And, I mean, that, that game was dead and over if Sammy has an average game or an average goalies in net. It's There's not a chance, man. I mean, from that first penalty shot right through to the, the overtime third period, he he just kept them in that game, gave them a chance to let Austin Matthews do that and get them back in the game. And that's just that depth that they have now that's, that's so needed. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way 
so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. I love that confidence stare after that tip goal. And again, you played in this league. How many guys execute that that tip? Like I know Vasilevsky has struggled with the long shot so far in this series and a lot of their shots are just put on net and they find a way in. And I think there's a, an art to that. But that tip was ridiculous to me. Yeah, I, I was I was thinking that while I was talking about him is when he tipped that and he just, it wasn't like this, oh my God, oh my God. It was like, I'm on a mission and I got something mm-hmm. to do. And if I get a chance, I'm going to make no mistake. And it was kind of that type of a look. And yeah, confident stare um, is a good thing to see as a Leafs fan because that guy with some confidence and and being in, in control of his game is very dangerous. So yeah, just go to the right places, whether it's Kerfoot or Matthews, it doesn't matter. In those situations when you need goals or it's overtime, you're you're firing everything at the net. And I mean, it's kind of what they're lacking when they're when they're struggling there at the beginning of the games, the first couple periods. Everything's at the perimeter. They're not even getting shots on net. They're not sailing anything. They don't even get possession enough to get those chances or those shots on the net. So they find ways to do that when it matters. You got the personnel in front like Austin Matthews to bury it. And yeah, I like the confidence. I like the stare. I like I like what he got done. Obviously, man, he was the he was probably the biggest reason that they pulled off that comeback. Just fire me up some more. Brought to you by our new friends over at Skip. We're happy to tell you about Mitch's Dishes by Skip using the promo code TLN15. That's TLN15 on the Skip the Dishes app. You'll get $15 off when you spend $30 or more on Mitch's Dishes. Please note that this offer is exclusive to Skip. Additionally, a portion of the proceeds will be donated to the Marner Assist Fund to combat food insecurity. Skip is currently serving up game time eats across the GTA and Ontario in the likes of Brampton, Guelph, Kitchener, Toronto, Oshawa, and Waterloo, among other great places. If Mitch likes it, it's got to be great. Did somebody say skip? Somebody said skip, mm-hmm. you whistled, and I'm saying killer instinct. So this has been a buzz phrase in this market for a long period of time. As you all know, I covered the Leafs as their radio host for a couple seasons. And after every playoff loss, it was the same thing, killer instinct. We got to get some, we got to find a way dare I say we're on the path where this team has finally developed some killer instinct because I've seen it the last couple of games, Rosie. Yeah. And I mean, maybe I don't think it's a done deal because having a killer instinct isn't getting your ass handed to you for two and a half periods. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's not Um, finishing the game and having your back against the wall and being down and, and coming back relentlessly to the point where you pull off a win. Sure. Absolutely. They've done that a few times now and it is a great character trait to have it's not one you want to rely on too much but the killer instinct to me is when you come out you start the game with your best stuff you hem them in their zone you overwhelm them you steal the momentum right away you step on their throat you get the lead and you hold the lead and you end the game and you finish it and it's that's killer instinct to me they haven't shown that yet but the fact that they don't have that top to bottom game killer instinct going on and they're ahead 3-1 is a good sign. You get rid of that sloppy, it's not even sloppy play, it's just like stunned. It's like they're just stunned and they're frantic and they don't even know what the hell. They're just getting overwhelmed by the other team and that none of their systems are even relevant. You can't even get possession long enough to 
to show your identity because you're getting overwhelmed and that can't happen. But if you, we know what this team, this Jekyll and Hyde team, when they do have their best, they are exactly that. They are the overwhelming team. They are making other teams frantic. They're hemming them in their zone. They're in complete control. And you need to be able to access that more. And if they're able to access that more moving forward, I will say, yeah, that's that killer instinct, absolutely. But I don't think they're quite there yet. And I don't think they need to rest on their laurels because this series isn't even over. I love how Sheldon Keefe was pulled after the game about Killer Instinct and he played stupid, had no idea. And he said, like, you know, he pretty much looked around it. He didn't want to answer the question because I get it. It's still 3-1 in the series, but you're starting to see a lot of the things that we haven't seen in the past. That's all I'm getting to, right? They find a way. They didn't play great in game three. They find a way. Game four, they were dead to rights down 4-1. They find a way. I I think that's a part of having Killer Instinct and knowing when it's time to, to rise up and get the job done. That's why you look at Matthews, you look at Ryan O'Reilly, you look at those types. Like their DNA's been all over this series. Nolachari scored another big time goal. Like this is why they went out there and grabbed some of these guys. And they've been absolute monsters. And and what do a lot of these guys have in common? Obviously, a guy like Ryan O'Reilly, right? He's won a Conn Smythe, he's won a Stanley Cup, he's won pivotal games, and he has that killer instinct. Yeah, for sure. Like you said, the DNA is all over this team right now. Um, the additions that we've got, you know, Samsonov in the summer, he's been huge for this team all year long. Yeah. And, you know, they had this knock on, he's no good in the playoff. Again, that was the bubble. That was the COVID years. Like this guy's a young first rounder that they just said, see you later to. Shit, we scoop him up and hope there's an upside there. And, and there certainly was. He's a huge part of it. Ryan O'Reilly, Luke Shen, like Shenner's getting 10 hits a game. Um, part of the better deep pairing out there. Um, logging some better minutes and just being really effective that leadership in the in the locker room I don't think can even be can even be measured but it's huge and uh yeah Ryan O'Reilly his his pedigree I mean you can just see it on the bench from watching can you imagine that guy's presence you know going out onto the ice before the game getting your shit on in the locker room while everyone's kind of saying a couple things like when he speaks guys it, it carries a lot of value and then this he just backs it up with his on ice performance and that's a huge reason they're in this position again yeah that uh the teams of of late of the of the past where they get in that position they don't pull that off they don't get that job Mm -hmm. done they don't get the big save they don't get that big goal they don't get that big momentum shift they just don't they don't have it they get run out of the barn physically i mean achari had i can't remember the stats someone rattled off about him but geez he's quietly a force out there and he's producing exactly what you need off quietly from that you know bottom six type of guy and those guys are all you put all that into a blender man and it just produces wins and and they're getting them and like i said i think the best uh, part of their game hasn't even shown yet except for maybe game two but you start channeling into that and you're gonna go on a run by the way we're gonna hold off on the michael bunting conversation until tomorrow as i mentioned earlier on we do have an extra day off between games so we don't have to use all our material on today's show but we're gonna jump into that conversation for sure coming up tomorrow leading into a uh, game five by the way frankie corrado of tsn will be by tomorrow to tee things up as well give his thoughts on what he's seen uh through four games of this series thus far the botano wrap-up is presented by botano.ca the game starts now 19 plus please play responsibly and rosie i will preface i was on a heater i made have noted bringing up yesterday the fact that i was on a heater and naturally i lost i had the under in the game yesterday so i'm flipping things to you for your bet today yeah, I've got um I've been hitting this bet like I'm looking around wondering what if I'm like cheating the system or something, but I'm hitting this on almost every game on multiple periods, but over one and a half goals in the first period. You don't need to know who's gonna be in the driver's seat, who's gonna start hot. 
um, you just assume, like you're just betting that it's not going to be a one nothing or less game after the first period. And in the playoffs, there's so much stuff can happen. I've been hitting this bet and hammering it so often, I'm kind of worried they're going to start changing it. 161 seems a little extreme. I saw it at minus uh, 140, and I'm usually getting mm-hmm. it at minus 140, minus 130. Um, but maybe because I've been peppering it so hard, Vegas is catching on. Damn it, I knew we shouldn't have done this segment. But that is something that's just been hammering all the time. And with the Oilers and Kings, I mean, there's lots of firepower there. I think it's not going to be a one nothing first period. So take that bet, even though the value isn't huge. Sprinkle a little extra mortgage payment on there, and you'll be happy. No, I wouldn't do that. But a win is a win is oh, a yes. win, and that's what we like to endorse uh, on this show. Let's get to the chat. Dude is on fire right now. 272 <laughs> people are watching this show right now, which is just phenomenal. We like to thank everybody. Uh, one of my best friends out in Jacksonville, lives in Jacksonville. James writes in, let's go, fellas. Can't wait to hear Rosie all fired up. And Rosie, you came to play again. You haven't been here face-to-face since Thursday, and you came in with some takes today. We love to see that. Yeah, I've been relying on the three hits with Rosie. I'm in my basement after all this ups and downs (laughs) and the whole trauma of being on Leafs Nation these days, and I'm just spewing stuff. My kid pops his head out of his bedroom back here and says, holy man, you're uh, you're into this one. (laughs) I'm like, how could you not be, man? This is just unbelievable. I've been waiting for the playoffs all year long, and it has not disappointed. My God, I mean... the the 180 that you do from the feeling that we are down 4-1 again thinking about what to do on this show and seeing twitter and the fans and and the negativity and the and the fire everybody and unload matthews and all the rest of it man it, it's it's ugly and they have been dealing with that it's it's rightfully so they've been they've been shattered their hearts have been broken so much in toronto that when you start to go down that road again it's i know it's it's part of what makes it so hard to play in this in this market and i know that it doesn't contribute to any positive you know play by the team when the city is just hating on them basically but it's 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 warranted because they've let them down so much i mean these these people and these fans and this biggest market in this sport is just in this corner of just getting shit kicked for years and years and years. And finally, something positive happened, and it's just a wicked feeling this morning. I know it's not over, but, man, it's nice to be talking, you know, when you're in the driver's seat rather than woulda, shoulda, coulda, and maybe they have a chance. And if this only happens, we could get – oh, it's just – it's tiring, and it's nice to be in the driver's seat. I I do believe this team is is a different team than years past, and they have to prove it by winning the hardest and most important game is that fourth win. It takes a special breed, no doubt about it, to play in this market, and you, for one, can be a testament to that, of course, playing uh, on this Maple Leafs team. All I could think about waking up today, where's Matt Murray? What is he up to? How's he feeling? What's he thinking about this 3-1 series lead? And <laughs> That's all I could think about today. Mark Wrightson, Sammy's a real game changer. I love that guy, man. Rosie, you've been on Sammy all year long. He made the saves, like he made the important ones, right? Like Tampa's going to bring a wave. I was expecting that for game four. They were outstanding in the first period. Uh, The penalty shot save on Hagel, a little help from Matthew Nyes as well, saving it off the goal line. But when it came down to the third period, it was a 4-1 game, OT. He was letter perfect. That's all you can ask for, right? Yeah, for sure. And uh, I think Ron McLean, when he was on this show, you know, a month or so ago, uh, we Mm -hmm. said, what is going to be the key? And he goes, I just think we need that big save. You know, that big save to keep you in the game. And whether it's in a penalty shot in the first period or whether it's in overtime, Sammy's given you that. And is he is he standing on his absolute head getting shutouts? No, but you don't really need you don't you're not asking for that. You're just saying, 
you know, let us do our thing. And if we don't have it at that time and they're applying the pressure, can you give us that big save so that we can exhale and say, okay, our turn and go and get that tying goal or the go ahead goal or whatever it is. And he has been doing exactly that. He's poised, he's calm. Aside from that game one where he's sliding around, everyone was a little bit nervous, I think. Whatever that was, we haven't really seen it since. And Sammy's just been square, poised, confident, and he's given you that huge save at the right time that keeps you in the game and allows you to have the comebacks and the wins that we've gotten the last two games. It doesn't happen with a goalie that's anything but solid back there. Dialed in right now for sure and, and thoroughly outplaying Andre Vasilevsky, which this team needed going into the Stanley Cup playoffs again through four games in this series. Alex writes in, for the first time in the playoffs, the core four are all chipping in. That's very well said. Michael writes in, I like this one, yellow hoodie is going to be fired up Thursday. I think he should get free entry, free buffet, whatever yellow hoodie wants he gets because uh, they've been on fire since yellow, yellow hoodie spouted off on, on, on Tampa in the penalty box the other night. I know I didn't hear if Phil Esposito got canceled yet or not. <laughs> Guys are sharing <laughs> no, that. He's, uh, Tampa dude, he's feed like way worse him, than that. I'm like, I'm like, that's Phil, and who gives a shit what he said? I think he should be able to say whatever he wants. I love that <laughs> stuff. But uh, yeah, that was kind of a yeah. TSN turning point, wasn't it? And uh, you know, lots going on. It's going to be electric going to uh, back to Toronto here. I mean, they want to win it at home. They want to close it out. They don't want to go to Game Six. They certainly don't want to go to Game Seven. Um, you talk about that killer instinct, that line on the bottom of the ticker there, it's to finish it off in style mm -hmm. when you have games in hand, end the series, prove you're the better team, be done with it, get some, get some rest, prepare for the next team, get this job done. That is killer instinct, winning the fourth game and closing out a series. They need to work on that. And I'm expecting, you know, maybe a little bit of jitters again, but it would be nice if they had a big start and controlled the beginning of the game for once this series. T-Max TV writes in, I kept my home and away Shanner jerseys. Well done, bravo, because they're relevant again, obviously, right now. And he also writes in, Sammy has been rocking. It's funny, you talk about Phil Esposito. I think it was like last week, I asked him to come on the show. The first time, he's like, maybe. <laughs> like, just said, maybe. I'm like, okay, dot, dot, dot. The second time I asked him, like, two days later, he's like, no. <laughs> so just, he's a unique breed. I, I worked with Phil Esposito a bit at NHL Network Radio. He's a unique breed, and I did see that. People were trying to get him canceled. I think he's way past the point of of cancellation. Uh, that, to me, that was a hilarious clip. But nonetheless, I could see why people are a little pissed off about it. Uh, but just one of the marquee moments in this series, like this really for once, Rosie, I don't know how you feel. It feels like a rivalry. It feels like these two teams don't like each other. I even, even hear the gamesmanship back and forth between John Cooper and Sheldon Keefe. Like from that standpoint, the least have answered the bell. But I even got the sense watching game four, like the extracurriculars, man, like were a thing of the past. Not very, you know, you didn't see very much of it yesterday after the first three games, did you? Yeah, not much. And I mean, that's pretty, that's common. You know, the very beginning of, a, of yeah. a series, you're feeling each other out. You're trying to intimidate or bully or set a precedent on on how you're going to play. And then when it gets down to, you know, someone needs to win this series, that kind of tapers off. And, you know, if, uh, if Bunting comes back on Thursday, you know, we'll, we're going to get some retribution. No, their back's two against the wall. They need to focus yeah. on on winning a game and getting back in this series. There's too much at stake. They're too far behind the eight ball to piss around with that stuff. That's early series stuff. I think it's going to be gone and, um, you know, banging and crashing for sure. But it's not like it's going to be at the beginning of the series. Um, Toronto is going to try to bear down and get the lead and pour the coal to these guys and end their season. And it's not going to be easy. So again, we're looking for them to have their best stuff, especially at the start to set a precedent that, hey, we're here for real.
I love this from PS17, Riley with the raccoon eyes. That's so bang on, but it's just so playoff hockey. I, I love it. It's been tremendous to watch it unfold. So there you have the story from game four, the recap. Looking forward to get an extra day off. So more reaction coming your way on Wednesday. Frankie Corrado will drop by again. If you're not subscribed, what are you doing? Unreal chat today, unreal viewership as we approach 300 viewers right now. We're at 297. Hopefully we can get over the top before this show concludes in about a minute from now. Uh, but at the Leafs Nation 401, if you haven't subscribed, you're watching for the first time, appreciate it. Leafs Morning Take, where you can find us wherever you find your podcast. Any final words, Jay Rosehill? Oh, we're in, I mean, we're in the thick of it, man. This is what we were waiting for. This is what we love. This is why we're fans. We're in the driver's seat. It's such a nice feeling to have that. There's a little bit of trepidation, I understand, because, mm -hmm. you know, this team's had this lead before and it's not done it's not over just as crazy as that uh win was coming from behind when everyone thought it was toast you know tampa could do it too if they don't have their best stuff they could come back and put this thing to a game seven nonetheless we are in the thick of it right now i love it i'm excited it's just as good as i as i had hoped it would be and being invested with this team is uh it's pretty exciting, and uh, I'm really hoping this year we're going to be on the positive side of things, get that bullshit monkey off our back, and uh, move on with a little run here. We're not talking about any other teams, obviously. we got to win this game, but um, one more game out of three, and uh, we got this thing done, so let's see it. There's nothing better than playoff time in Toronto or in Leafs Nation in general, and this is an, uh, you know, an accurate assessment of that right now for sure. So many thanks to everybody in the chat, everybody watching. Producer Alex, great job as per usual. Jay Rosehill, I'm Nick Alberga. Thanks so much for watching and listening, and we'll talk tomorrow. Take care.